1: It's time to open the Word once again with evangelist Lester Roloff on the Family Altar program. Glory
0: for all is changed when Jesus comes to stay. I do not know of a more sacred subject I've ever come to preach on than the subject of the High Priest. I'm speaking tonight on our High priest. I want you to go with me, please, to the book of Hebrews, and you know that that's the book that has more to say, and it's the seventh chapter. And I want to show you something maybe you've not seen or noticed before in the book of Hebrews, chapter seven. Seventeen times he talks about our high priest. He talks about the priest or the priesthood seventeen times in twenty-eight verses. Now, the question tonight will be raised, who is the high priest? Where is the high priest? And how to get to the high priest? And what does the high priest do? All of that will be answered as we read the scriptures, other scriptures that we will share with you, not in this book, but they will be uh, somewhere in the Word of God, and most of them will be in the book of Hebrews. Now then, Every office that God's ever ordained has been abused and misused. For instance, there was a priest going along the road one day. I guess it was what they might have called their freeway or interstate. And uh, he heard somebody groaning and moaning in the ditch and the Bible said the priest passed by on the other side. He wasn't any good. He was sorry. Now, I'm saying this that the name priest has been misused and abused. And the uh, fact is, the Bible said the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees were the ones that had their last little kangaroo court to crucify Christ. And so just because you hear of somebody being a priest, now you'd say, Brother Olaf, are you going to say tonight that you do not believe in an earthly priest? I do not believe in an earthly high priest. Neither do I believe that there's a man on earth that can forgive sins. The only one who can forgive sins is the high priest in heaven. And anybody that goes to an earthly place to get his sins forgiven is deceived and wrong. I've never known of anybody coming back from the high priest or the chief priest or uh, from the priest of any kind in a church Catholic or Baptist or Episcopalian or any of the rest of it that ever came back and said, I got saved. I got born again. And the priest gave him the new birth. Never did. But let me tell you something. If the priest can really say and tell the truth, I now absolve thee from thy sin, if he could do that, then Jesus died in vain. And so let's get something real straight now so you won't be deceived. I can come as near forgiving sin as any priest on the face of this earth, and I am a priest. But I've got news for you. You are a priest also if you've been saved. I believe in the universal priesthood of believers. Every believer that's been saved is a priest in that he can intercede. You've been praying for a brother. Some of y'all prayed for your brothers. You can folks. You've been telling me. Now, that's a priest. You know why? We're interceding for it. We're interceding for them. I'm praying. We're lost. I'm praying for some of the girls. I, I prayed for them today. I called their names. And I interceded. I'm, I'm, I'm a priest. I'm not the priest. I'm not the high priest. Uh, but I have the privilege of interceding for the girls. And I don't know what it means anything to you or not. But as far as I'm concerned, when I get a burden for you, I'll call your name. there today the and ask the Lord to say, I'm a priest. I'm a priest. Now, if I was the high priest, all I'd have to do is just walk up to him and say, I'm going to forgive your sins, and I'm going to get you straight, but I can't do that. No, sir. Now then, let's read the scripture. Let's go to the seventh chapter. I want to ask you a question. Who was Melchizedek? Who was Melchizedek? He said, uh, he talks about Melchizedek. I priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Who was Melchizedek? I think there's been a heap of discussion about that. Let's read and see what his characteristics are and see who could be Melchizedek. Number one, verse one. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation, king of righteousness. Mm. Well, that's a high title, isn't it? I don't believe I'd ever measure up that, do you? King of righteousness. He's the ruler of righteousness. And after that also, king of Salem, which is king of peace. Who could that be? King of righteousness, king of peace. King of peace, see. Reigns in peace. Without father? Well, I've got a father. That couldn't be me. Without mother? Without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was. Unmoved even that Patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoil. I'll say this. If that was Jesus, he was giving his money the right one. That simplifies that, doesn't it? Brother, If you've got anything, give it to Jesus. If you want to give, you want to get credit in heaven, give it to Jesus. Give it in the name of, it. and verily, they that are the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though they come out of the lawns of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham, and blessed him that had The promises. I feel led to go to the book of Hebrews chapter 2. Let's stop there with the promises. Go to chapter 2. I think we were reading this in our house last night. Maybe we preached on it, didn't we? Yes, we see Jesus. Verse 11, please. Verse 11, that's chapter 2. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. Of one. For it's because he's not ashamed to call them brethren. Now let's go back. We stop there where the promise is. Sixth verse. Now the seventh. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And hear men that now receive tithes, but that he receiveth them, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. And as I may so say, Levi also, who receiveth tithes, paid tithes in Abraham. For well, he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under if the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek there ariseth another priest who is made not at the law of a carnal commandment but after the power of an endless life. For he testifieth, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. And inasmuch as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath by him that said unto him. The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better covenant. Oh, don't forget that verse. He's my collateral. He's all I've got on my salvation loan or gift. He's my collateral. He's my surety. And he makes me mighty sure. That's where you get your sureness, right there. That's where you get the assurance right there, too. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Now, verse 25. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession For them, what a verse. Oh, we're talking about our high priest tonight. He's an uttermost and a guttermost Savior. Everywhere, anywhere. The lowest he can reach with his long arm of love. For, verse 26, now this is the kind of priest I'm looking for right here. And if you can find one in corpus like this, I'll go to him and confess my sin. I'll do it, so help me, I'll do it before I go to bed tonight. Now I'm not trying to be ugly or facetious, I'm just simply saying, for such an high priest became us who's holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, made higher than the heavens, who needed not daily as those high priests to offer of sacrifice, first for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he did once, when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men, high priests, which have infirmity, but the word of the oath, which was since the law, maketh the son who is consecrated for evermore. Yes. We're looking at our high priest now. We're looking at our high priest. He's consecrated. Now, what do he say in 8th chapter? Verse 1. Now of the things which we've spoken, this is the sum. he got it all summed up now. Ah, listen. He must have got heaven's computer out. Yes. he got it all summed up now. He got every machine he had in glory. He said, now here's my conclusion, folks. This is the sum of the whole thing. We have such and high priest. Brother, never did the word such mean so much. as right there. You talk about a much such, that's it, right there. Oh, we have such and high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary. The true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man i've read you the greatest chapter in the bible on the high priest now then go back with me please to chapter 2 and verse 17. wherefore that's hebrews 2 17. wherefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to god to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, for in that He Himself has suffered, being tempted, He is able to succor them that are tempted. Turn to chapter three and verse one. Wherefore, holy brethren, protectors of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Who is he? Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. Think about him. He said. Consider the virgin birth of the high priest, the sinless life, the promises of the Old Testament, his atoning death, his resurrection, his ascension, his soon come. Consider uh, the high priest of our profession, Christ. Jesus, turn to the fourth chapter, please. Fourth chapter, beginning at verse 14, 414. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, he said, let us come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What good would it be for me tonight to pray if I didn't have somebody to present my petitions there? what good would it do if he wasn't enough to listen to me he's my high priest and i go to him by faith and dear friend when jesus christ hung on calvary's cross there was a holy of holies and uh, that holy of holies was entered only once a year by a, a priest i mean he had to go once a year to offer first of all uh, an offering and sacrifice for his own sins and then for the sins of the people and so he'd go in there and the people would stand outside and wait until he came out. Did you know that when Jesus Christ hung on Calvary's cross, the Bible said the sun refused to shine, the earth refused to be still, and ceremonialism failed to function. The old veil was rent in twain. Did you know that anybody, if, if a man to come up there and rent that or cut that with a knife, they'd have killed him just like that. If God didn't have killed him, they'd have killed him just like He couldn't have lived. He wouldn't have suffered any man to live. The fact is, no man could go back behind that big, beautiful curtain. I mean, the, the veil into the Holy of Holies unless first he'd gone through the proper cleansing and uh, he had gone back there on spiritual and sacred business. Nobody was allowed. But listen, brother, God got through with the veil when his son, the Lord Jesus, hung on Calvin's cross. That old veil was right, not from the bottom to the top, but from the top to the bottom, brother. God started in with the top and down he went with it. And I tell you, the people out there, they looked and saw that the Holy of Holies was accessible. They could come by faith now through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Never a more sacred and sweeter theme I've ever preached on than what i preach preached on tonight. Think about it. A little girl that's full of the devil and sin, away from God, miserable and unhappy, you can just by faith go into the Holy of Holies, no matter how dirty your feet may be and how sorry your life has been. That includes me. And listen, Everybody's sinned, all have sinned, and we all need a cleansing, and we all need to go in the Holy of Holies. You know who the Holy of Holies is? That's Jesus. We come to him. Yes, and the veil of the temple has been rent in twain. And so that's in the 14th, 15th, and 16th verses. Go with me to the fifth chapter now, please. Verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin, who can have compassion, amen, on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. Jesus was surrounded with iniquity and sin. It got all over him, but none of it got in him. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Now then, turn with me, please, to the 8th chapter. I want to give it to you one more time. Verse 1. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the Son, we have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Now what kind of priest do we have? He's holy. He's harmless. He's undefiled. He's separate from sinners. He's made higher than the heavens. That's the kind of priest we have. Perfect is he. Now then, I'm going to make a conclusion tonight as we bring this message to a close, and then we're going to walk up in the baptistry in a little bit and baptize those who've been to the high priest and been saved and washed in his precious blood and would like to symbolize death, birth, and resurrection. Will you turn with me to the book of Revelation? It's the last book of the Bible in Revelation chapter one and verse six. Now then let's see if we believe in the other priests. Revelation chapter one, verse six. And hath made us kings and priests unto God. You'd say, Brother Wolf, but not me, because I'm so weak and sorry, and I've sinned so much. Well, maybe we better go to the fifth verse then. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now then we're ready, why he's made us kings and priests unto God and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever Amen. Now then, turn with me, please, to the fifth chapter of the book of Revelation, chapter 5, chapter 5, and verse 10. And has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Did you know that? I know the devil reigns here now. But if you want to go back and you'll find the secret of it, verse 9 said they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, open the seals thereof, for Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And then when he did that, he said, I'll make them unto God kings and priests and let you reign with me on the earth. We better go over to the last, next to the last chapter or two, hadn't we? Chapter 20 and verse 6. Chapter 20. Verse six Blessed and Holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Yes? We're gonna have some power one of these days, and authority. We're gonna have a universe where righteousness prevails we're going to have uh, a nation and a whole world down here that's to observe what god told him we're going to have a little sample of what we could have been if we'd have stayed in our place and have done right now then go with me please hebrews chapter 10 i want to ask you a question is it possible for a man an earthly man for a preacher a priest or pope or whoever maybe can he forgive sins can he forgive sins verse chapter 10 verse 11 and we we'll just read it. we we'll just read it. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. Now, you'll read that in your Bible. But verse 12 talks about Jesus But this man. Oh, this man. After he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. How long? From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Isn't that a wonderful promise? He's perfected us how long? For ever. Verse 17 said, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. I've talked to some people the last 24 hours they confessed to me some things that they were guilty of, but they didn't have to do that to get me to forgive them because they'd already asked the Lord to forgive them. They asked me to forgive them, and I certainly did. I want to show you now the 19th verse. Having therefore, brethren, brethren, boldness to enter whereabouts, into the holiest house by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil. There we are. Going right on through the veil now, aren't we? See, the veil's been ramped. We wouldn't go through it if it wasn't rent. That is to say, what? His flesh. Jesus Christ offered his flesh. His flesh. And he opened the veil for us. And his flesh was given. His life was given. Uh, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. First Peter chapter 2. And the message is done. First Peter chapter 2. What a challenge this is to my life and to yours. It's time for us to go now. And intercede for those that need Christ. First Peter chapter two verse five. Wherefore also it's contained in the scripture, Behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, and he's precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. He's telling us in this great chapter that you and I, dear friends, are supposed to go and represent the priest. He said, I'm laying in Zion at chief cornerstone. He tells us, and Peter has a way of talking about how precious he is. Verse 4 said, To whom coming as unto living stone, disallowed, there you are, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. I'm going to give you another verse in just a moment. Notice what he is. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he's precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to of them which stumble at the word, that's it. They stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But notice verse 9 now. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Yes, a holy priesthood we are. Verse 5 Offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Now, verse 15, what are we going to do about it? For so is the will of God that with well doing we may put to silence ignorance of foolish men. I challenge any man on earth to investigate the fruit of a New Testament church and then prove that God is dead. He's alive. He's still saving drunkards. He's still saving dope addicts. He's still making little old hearts change from ugliness to rightness. And he'll save you tonight if you put your trust in him.
1: Thank you for joining us today on the Family Altar Program with Lester Roloff. You may listen to the preaching and the special music of the Family Altar Program 24 hours a day when you visit our ministry website, roloff.org. We love hearing from our listeners. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please write to us at Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises, P.O. Box 100, Fort Thomas, Arizona, 855 855- Again, that's Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises, P.O. Box 100, Fort Thomas, Arizona, 85536. This broadcast is made possible by the prayers and financial support of listeners like you. Thank you for partnering with us, and remember that Christ is the answer.